harm. So here's Paul with the viper on his hand, clasped on, and he shakes it off. He's shaking it. The creature falls into the fire, and Paul suffers no harm. He suffers no harm. And so as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, you know, how many times, how many times is there some sort of an attack, a bite, a venomous snake, so to speak, and you get bit, and you get bit and you feel the sting, and you feel the attack, and you feel the warfare, and it's like a bite, like a venomous, like a serpent, like a viper, just biting you, and you don't know what to do. But you need to shake it off. It's time to shake off what the assignment of the enemy was towards your life. Uh, see, Paul did not miss a beat. It wasn't like he went, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. Immediately, Paul shook it off. Do you know how important it is to do this immediately? It's so important because if he would have just let that snake continue to hang on, guess what would have happened? The venom that was in that snake would have went into that person. The poison would have been into the body and it would have, it would have continued until the body was too toxic to live. Don't you know that's how the enemy works? Don't you know that's how he works? So we have to shake it off. Say, I'm going to shake it off. I'm shaking it off. You know, people, they look, see, they were looking. They're like, wow, shipwrecked, but, you know, now, and so, but he lived. Now, you know, making a fire, and he's being attacked. People judge. They're going to judge. They don't always judge rightly, neither do we. But let them judge. Let them say what they're going to say. Do the will of God. It's our job to do the will of God. The will of God is, oh God, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to, my soul is longs for you, Father. What you say is what I'm going to do. I want to lavish my life upon you. I'm not here to try to prove myself. You're not here to try to be somebody else. You're his living example here on earth. Amen? Amen? And so let me continue. Because here it says, however, they were expecting that he would swell up. They were expecting something. They're expecting something from you too. Give him Jesus. Give him the power of the Holy Ghost. When you get bit, give him Jesus. When the assignment comes against your family, give him Jesus. Really devil? You're going to come against my children? I'm going to stand in the gap and pray for every child that's being afflicted in the same area and you will not win. Give him Jesus. Give him Jesus. And so they expected that he was going to swell up and suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time, man, they were just like checking him out. After they looked for a long time, they saw no harm come to him. They were convinced this guy was in sin. Just let him go. Then they changed their minds and they said, he's a God. He's not in sin. He's a God. So they went from one to the other. One extreme to the other. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick with the fever and dysentery. And Paul went into him and he prayed and he laid his hands on him and he healed him. Uh, see, to me, this is the point here. It's they were all watching him and they thought that he was in sin. They thought he was, you know, he's going to die. Clearly he did something wrong or this would have not happened to him. And then the very next minute, because Paul was a man of God and knew how to shake things off, we needed to shake things off. The very next minute, though they were watching him, thinking that he was going to die, instead he rose. When people think you're going to die, you're going to rise in Christ. You're going to rise up and you're 
you're going to say, I don't think so, devil, because the God who lives inside of me is greater than the enemy that lives in the world. Amen? So you got to know that the word says that he's with you and he's for you and he's not against you. And that when you're doing the will of God, you can know with confidence that you're going to walk. You're going to walk with your head held up high in him because the Lord is with you and he surrounds you as with a shield with favor. Say with favor, the Lord is surrounding me. I'm going forth with favor because the Lord's shining his favor upon me. So Paul shakes it off. The very next thing is he heals this man. The very next thing we can see here. Let me just, let me read it. So it says, when all this was done, the rest of those uh, on the island who had diseases, they came and they were healed. Why? Because he, because he healed this man. And so here he's, he's not doing well. There was an assignment to try to take his life, but Paul prayed. He prayed. Just as you have an assignment, you're mandated to pray. And as that happened, what happened? He got healed. And then the rest of the people that had diseases, they came. They got healed. And so they, they also honored us, verse 10, in many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. So they provided for them. So as I'm looking at this chapter, this, this part of the story here, venomous snakes... When you're also, listen to this, when you're on fire for God, how many in this room say, hey, I'm so on fire for God, I just am sold out, I'm radical, I know it, I, it's a working of the Spirit of God, I'm not taking credit for it, but I know that I'm so on fire and I just want more, desperate for Jesus, I just want more, yes, this world has nothing for me and I just want more of him, so on fire for God, even when you're on fire for God, the vipers will rise up against you, don't think just because you're on fire for God, the vipers, as a matter of fact, it's worse as a matter of fact, it increases. But when the vipers rise up, you shake them off. You shake them off. Now, here's why I titled it Shake It Off or Break It Off or Karate Chop It Off. <laughs> because those of you who know I homeschooled, we have four children. We homeschooled our children. When Elise was in about, uh, I think she was eight or nine years old, I was teaching her how to sew. My mom, you know, she, she was a seamstress. She taught me how to sew. So I was teaching her how to sew. And she tells me, Mom, she says, I really want a turtle. <sighs> a turtle? Why do you want a turtle? Like, who has a turtle? People don't have turtle for pet, turtles for pets. That's what I told her. What did I know? And so, oh, Lord, help me tell the story. I'm really, sometimes I'll tell the story, I forget the punchline, I forget the main point. <laughs> Jesus, help me. Lord, help me. Okay, in faith I can do all things through Christ. So, so she says, I want a turtle. I'm like, what? You want a turtle? So I said, I said, Elise, I go, people don't have turtles for pets. She goes, I want, but I want one. She's very, she was, and still is, just very um, compliant and just an easygoing child. So I said, honey, you just pray. You just, I know, right? You just pray to Jesus and you ask him to give you a turtle. And I'm thinking, thank God. Done with that. Ain't ever going to happen. Woman of faith that you are. Okay. So they, same day, they were going to do some talent show. And they were going around passing out flyers for the church. So they're passing, same day. By the way, I was very afraid of animals <laughs> because my brother got bit when we were little and I got the scars because I watched it. So he's the one that got bit in the face by some dog and I was like, oh my gosh. So I was really afraid of animals. So um, they go out to pass out these flyers. I'm still sewing. 
I'm at home. And by the way, I don't even, whatever. Okay, don't have a sewing machine. Um, so they're out, pa they're doing the, passing out the flyers. They come, my girls come in, and Elise comes up behind me, and she's like this, got this little red-eared slider turtle, yeah, holding it like this, right? Actually like this, because I was sitting right at my face level. Not to try to be, she was just excited. She goes, Mom, look! <laughs> I'm like screaming because I'm like, oh my gosh, where did you get that? You need to return that. That belongs to somebody, you know. And, and so she goes, Mom, we did. We tried. We, we were handing out the flyers. We were going door to door. And this turtle was right there on the ground. So we picked it up. And then we went back to everybody's door. Does this belong to you? Does this belong? So it came no more. Did, all of a sudden, it was not a mission to invite people to the talent show. Now it was a mission to find this turtle's home. Does it belong to you? Does it belong? Nobody claimed the turtle. Nobody wanted the turtle. And so she goes, Mom, I go, honey, we can't keep that. She goes, but Mom, you said to pray for it. I'm like, I can't believe this. Great. Great. I don't even know how to take care of a turtle. What do you do with a turtle? So she was so so happy and if you know her it doesn't take much to make her happy she's really sweet and content I couldn't say no I'm the one that told her to pray so great so we have a turtle we find out how to take care of it and everything well one day she's got the turtle in her room I'm like I don't want it out loose you keep it in your room so she's out she's got it in her room one day she's in her room and the turtle snaps at her and bites her finger right and she's not letting go will not let go. I'm in my room, and I hear this scream. And I, and I see her. I see her. And she's got her arm extended, and this turtle has bit her finger and will not let go. And she's standing there, and she's like, ah, Mom, Mom. And she's screaming because of the pain. I look. The first thing that goes through my mind, I'm running. The first thing that comes through my mind is, oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? I don't want to touch it. I'm afraid. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch it. You know? But... I run over there, have no thought of what I'm going to do. You know how your Holy Spirit just takes over. And, well, put your arm up, but I'll be careful. So I go, well, no, trust me, I need to be careful. I run over there, and I went, hi And I karate chopped her arm. And the minute that I karate chopped her arm, the turtle falls to the ground. Let it, she let her go. I'm thinking, oh, thank God. I'll go, get rid of it. Get rid of that thing. I told you we don't need a turtle in this house. <laughs> Well, then we are on a mission to find. Anyway, we did find somebody because she didn't even want that. She was like, I don't want it. I don't want it anymore, Mom. I don't want it. We did find the neighbor. The turtle kept coming back in the yard. would come under the fence, but whatever. So anyway, my gosh. The thing is this. Sometimes you got to shake it off, but sometimes you need to call for some backup to break it off. Sometimes you got to karate chop it off when the enemy comes against you. Sometimes if you don't pick it up from the beginning, you need to call someone. You call on the name of Jesus. You call on a friend and you say, you know, you got to, could you pray for me? This thing's got to be karate chopped off. This thing's got to be broken off because I am not going to allow this thing to take and just kill me. Amen. Do you know that Jesus also said something very similar? Turn to Luke 9, 1 through 5. It's wonderful having children because you have all kinds of stories. <laughs> okay, so Luke 9, 
It says, then he called out his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Say, that's what I have. That's what you have. Each and every one of you have power and authority to cast out demons, to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two, and do not have two tunics apiece. Whatever, your ho whatever house you enter, stay there. And from there, depart. And whoever will not receive you, when you go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So when you're not received, you shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony, but you keep on moving. See what happens is people get offended and they don't shake off the dust from their feet and they stop moving. They stop moving. They, the enemy's assignment worked. You got shut up. You got shut down. The enemy put a muzzle on you. You allowed it. And you wondered, where, why am I still here? Why am I still sitting? Well, think back. Where? Where was that assignment that went on your life that was from the enemy that shut you down, shut you up, muzzled you, and you stopped moving? You need to keep on moving. Say, I'm going to keep on moving. I'm shaking it off. I'm brushing it off, dusting the, the dirt off. I'll karate chop it off. I'll call someone else to karate chop it off if I have to. But I'm not going to allow the assignment of the enemy to shut me down and shut me up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Well, we know in, in Mark 16, this is, this is what the Lord has told each one of us as believers, that these are the signs, this is 17 and 18. These are the signs that will follow those who believe. Say, these are the signs that follow my life because I'm a believer. Yes? It says, in my name, the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. In the name of Jesus, I, I'm casting out those demons. You're casting out those demons out of your home. You're casting the demons out anywhere you go. Cast them out. In the name of Jesus, it says, I will speak with new tongues. Pray in your most holy faith. Pray in tongues. Let your spirit soar. Let the gift of God be stirred up within you. Let it. What did Paul tell Timothy? Stir up the gift of faith. Stir up the gift that is in you. We need to do the same thing. Stir it up by saying, I'm stirring up the gifts. I'm stirring up the calling. I'm laying hands on myself. Why do we wait for somebody else sometimes? You just need to lay hands on your own self. Come on, there's a time to let somebody else lay hands and there's a time to say, devil, you're not going to get me down just because there's nobody around because the spirit of the Lord is within me and I'm laying hands on myself. Just like David said, I'm praying for myself. Soul, why are you downcast? Put your hope in the Lord. They have to do. Hallelujah. So he says here, new tongues and they will pick up. They what, what, what? Take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Do we have that kind of faith? Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. No fear. Say no fear. No fear. Not in my life, not in my world, because the word of God is near me. It's in my mouth. It's in my heart. Say the word of God is near me. Whoa, Jesus. How near is the word? 
and on your heart. In your heart, in your mouth, in your heart, in your mouth, which means the word is the spirit of God. Jesus is the word. Jesus is with you. You're one with him. You're one with your maker. You're one. So how near is near? How near is near? So near that you can't, you can't be separated. We know the word says you can't be separated from the love of God. Who is he? He is love. You can't be separated. So near, so near. You can't be separated. But we have to have a mental switch. You have to have an understanding and a revelation of what we have in Christ. Because as you get the understanding, the revelation, the aha, you walk in a new way. You walk in that confidence.